A and B. Spider-Man Home Depot. Ooh. That's true. Ooh, Spider-Man Home Depot Spider-Man would probably Home Improvement be... starring Tim yeah. Allen. That's <laughs> Spider-Man for Tim Allen. It's just Spider-Man fail... It's just Spider-Man failing different DIY projects at home. Spider-Man's the the neighbor behind the fence that you never fully yeah. see. Oh no, that's Mary, <laughs> J- that's Mary Jane. I feel you know a lot about Home Improvement, Nick. Oh fuck yeah! Who didn't watch Home Improvement? I mean, it's an amazing show. Yeah, I don't. It's I didn't. So I really good. didn't watch like a lot of it, but I, I feel for some reason Nick knows a lot about Home Improvement. I won't be shamed. I won't be shamed for watching Home Improvement. But either way, I I think Spider Man Home Body would be better where he's fucking grounded and he can't go out because he's been lying this entire time. He's quarantined. He's quarantined. And it's him just looking out his window as crime is happening. Like, hmm. Yeah, so, well, I wish I could go out there. <laughs> Spider-Man Home Alone. Mm. Bring back Macaulay Culkin. Well, this is how we're just rebooting celebrities. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Nerd Shit Live. We like to walk all over the intro. (laughs) We like to ruin the intro to our own show all the time. Don't worry, no one watches it anyway. So, uh, house cleaning stuff, I normally don't say before we start. First of all, I'm your host, Pat Abaran. With me as always is my co-host, Dan Kilkenny, who's up in the corner, Nick Haverstrow, and uh, newest to the team, Mike Burke. He's going to be sticking with us for quite some time, everyone. Give him a round of applause. I got that applause sound from CPAC, you guys. They're they're really excited out there. (laughs) (laughs) They got a really excited crowd on CPAC. Yeah, man. Well, um, what I normally say at the end of the show, I should start saying at the beginning, is that the audio version of this show is available on all major podcast uh, platforms later in the week. And uh, if you like what you see, you should subscribe to this channel and... uh, Check out the other shows, I guess. Even though they're kind of old news, but whatever. Who cares? Speaking of news, see that, gentlemen? That's what you call a segue. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Speaking, of, professional. speaking of news, first up tonight, we have uh, Justice League executives hated the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League. Now, look. <laughs> they really don't leave anything up to interpretation, do they? <laughs> Like the comments are hard. And like here's the thing, everybody thinks that movie sucks anyway, and I feel bad for the like you guys know when you watch a movie and it like objectively is not good, and then there's people of like who like no like you can say like I still like it, but I know it's not good. But you can't be like, I think that movie's good, because then you're wrong. And in this situation, not even the people who put the movie out were like this is in any way, shape, or form quality. But it's we their fault this. it came out. It's their fault That's that it true. came out. At the end of the day, they're the ones who pushed it to come out, even though they watched it and they were like, this is dog well, shit. What are, even, they, what are they supposed to do after they just spent millions of dollars? They're like, we got, we just have to pretend like it's good. Well, no, I think that's a very yeah. good point. You can't put it on the <laughs> shelf. Yeah, I mean, like... Look, there's... stand by your shit. Yeah, exactly. If you're take a meaty shit. Stand by. That's it. what. That's exactly <laughs> what I would say. Is that like you need to stand by your piece of shit? You know what I mean? If you write a terrible book, make a terrible movie, or record a terrible album, and everybody tells you it's dog shit, 
You need to stand by it. You can't be like, you know what? Yeah, this does suck because then nobody else is going to get behind it. You Th can do that after you release your next thing. Yeah, yeah. You can do but that once you you're can, onto the next you project. Can do, you can do the retrospective look back when it's just like, yeah, you know, we were just trying to find ourselves or whatever. And you can't do the retrospective look back when you don't have anything better to stand on and look back from. And honestly, to add to this, though, like even Henry Cavill has gone on record like going through his like Superman trilogy, so to speak. And he was like, Man of Steel, it was great. We had a great time collaborating, creating this character. He was like, Batman v Superman, I think there might have been some things that we left on the cutting room floor that might have hurt us or something like that. And he just goes, Justice League, it didn't work. That's all he said. That's all he said. <laughs> Not going to go into it. Um, it's, it's what he didn't say that spoke volumes. <laughs> so Dude, my, my favorite... In the article, Pat, my favorite is that header image with his with Jocelyn's face. It's just like the <laughs> stupidest looking half like Ron Howard smirk that you've got going on. Okay, so here's here's some uh, here's a quote from some of the executives. When we got to see what Joss actually did, it was stupefying. The robber on the rooftop was so goofy and awful. The Russian family, so useless and pointless, everyone knew it. It was so awkward because nobody wanted to admit it. What a piece of shit it was. <laughs> now but they I, still put it out well i think we've talked about this before the reason they put it out though was because if they didn't put that movie out they didn't get their bonuses and here's yeah. the thing mm -hmm. they're not gonna pull it off the release schedule when it's one of the biggest movies coming out that year you know what i mean of it's course. not gonna you happen can't fault them. so the other thing uh, yeah you can well I, you, you can't fault them but you can make fun of them <laughs> which is what we're gonna do the other thing um uh, in all this is that, oh shit, what's her name? Deborah Snyder. Deborah Snyder, who is uh, Zach's producer on most of his films, and Christopher Nolan, okay? The guy he handed the reins off to, right? Like, from his Batman trilogy to, I think Christopher Nolan originally produced Man of Steel 2, and he left yes. because he didn't yeah. like that Superman killed, that he killed Zod at the end. Uh, either right. way, though, they saw the film together and they both agreed like we can never show Zach this like it will break his heart what they did to this which is only like in my eyes like insult to injury like Jesus so, Christ so actually, he still hasn't seen it to this day I don't think he's watched it I do not believe he's gone on record saying it I mean my problem with Zack Snyder is now is like just let the movie come out they just did something with IGN where they told everyone there's going to be a massive cliffhanger it's four hours and two minutes long there's a black and white version coming it's, it's like dude just shut up like, just shut up at this just point let it happen exactly but yeah I mean talking I'm just, about a black and white version I, I like how they're like out. <laughs> the fucking expectations were so low. Like, all they had to do was put out a movie, and it would have been great. Now they're, like, hyping it up. Like, stop. Just, it's going to be just throwing just more you guys, fuel into the here, fire. Here's my official prediction for the Snyder Cut, since we talk about it at nauseum at this point. No pun intended. Uh, but Zack Snyder doesn't make good movies. He makes movies that look really nice. He's amazing at transferring comic panel to screen, okay? 300, Watchmen, some parts of BVS, okay? He does a really good job of, you know, taking one medium and making it another. Telling a coherent story, not his strong suit. Not 
as great as he thinks he is. That um, So I think it's going to look better. I think it's going to be way more consistent and coherent across the board. But do I think it's going to be like this amazing, oh, my God, Zack Snyder has done it again mm-hmm. moment? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. He makes fun movies. At the end of the day, he makes fun popcorn flicks. There's nothing in his movies that are really pushing boundaries or anything like that or captivating storytelling. No, but he likes to believe People getting killed, and it's a lot of fun. It's a similar problem with, like, J.J. Abrams. It's like, man, those movies look incredible, but you are a terrible storyteller. Wait, you really think that? (laughs) But I am tired of listening to you. I mean, I think think J.J. Abrams' movies are much better than, say, like, Zack Snyder. I think J.J. Abrams is just like, he's like, he's like Spielberg 2.0. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, No, no, no. no. I want to pump the brakes there. Uh, His (laughs) movies, his movies look Spielbergian, but, like, he's not, like... He, it's everything's a mystery box with him. It's like he's not he's not good at writing a, a solid story hey, structure. I like I I, I yeah. like him way better than Zack Snyder, but he doesn't he's not a great writer. He's no Spielberg. I like Star Trek one and two. Uh, Train Monster is good. I like that one. Uh, what's what's that one really called? Uh, the, the, train the, the monsters in the train. He's in the. It's basically Snakes vi- on a plane. Vi- yeah, oh, you're talking about Super Eight. There you go. I was about to uh, call. Oh, it. I was, right. Super I was like, Snowpiercer. I, like, I was about to call it. Vi- I was about to call it Violent ET because that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> like, well, if, if so you said like, like old film camera train, I would have got it. So, like, if you want to talk Star Trek, it's like the first one I was really impressed with because. Like the whole like alternate universe, so it's like it exists in the same universe as the original series, but it's an alternate timeline. That was cool. But the whole con thing, like it, it relied too heavily on you knowing the IP already. It's like, like he just relied on like little trick Actually, tricks. Make you know what's funny? I watched that series backwards. I saw Star Trek Beyond first. I saw Into Darkness, and then I saw the original one. And when I was watching the second one, when he goes, my name is Khan, I was like, okay. What else? else?" What I love is that you were just watching it steadily get better and better. (laughs) And you want to know what? That's JJ, guys. And you want to know what? That's that's my opinion on the Star Trek series. I think it's great. I'm like, these these movies only get better. I think we we need to rewatch. We need to rewatch. Wait, do you guys not like Star Trek Beyond? I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Like I went and saw that movie on a whim. My friends dragged me to it. I was like, okay, and I saw. I was like, this is halfway decent. It's not bad. Yeah, like yeah. If if you if you have no expectations going into it, you're like, I'm pleasantly surprised. Kind of like I have his Star Wars movies. (laughs) Oh my god. Kind (laughs) of like I have. Throwing hands. Kind of like I have no expectations for the next story. Uh, there is a segway. There is a Frogger (laughs) game show. Coming, and that's on God, baby girl. To Peacock, oh no! Does anybody have Peacock? Yeah, it's free. Why not? It's free. Well, like, is it like free, like with Verizon or Comcast or something like that? It's free to download the app. There's some shows that are free. Some some shows it's like if you want to get them, pay for the you know. But it's like. 
the new show Mr. Mayor with Ted Danson. I think it's pretty good, and it's worth downloading Peacock for free. So. Ted Danson. There's your That's plug. how they get us. They get us with that Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Dude, you can sell me on anything, Ted Danson. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Frogger, which, like, Frogger is a game that, like, everyone grew up playing, like, at so everyone, like, played it once at, like, a dirty pizzeria My- or something <laughs> like that. Uh, like, an arcade I was about game. to say. Everyone is somewhat familiar with frogger it's was, just are you, are you 10 years older than i am <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking about are you born in 83 like what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah, on <laughs> you guys are hanging out in the wrong pizzerias as kids. my my aunt had frogger or like the whatever version of frogger for 20 for the atari 2600 and still had that like late 90s early 2000s when i would like go to her house and it was still hooked up when I lived there like two years ago. So oh, yeah, I've got Atari. I've got an Atari not here, but in the garage at my parents' house with Frogger in it. Fuck. You got to get those we shits can, out. We can bust it out. It's just such a classic game. And I just think it's like I saw that they, they posted actually a, a casting call for it. And it's going to be filmed in, I can't think of any better place to film it, Australia. Oh, where perfect. It's, the Perfect. place where like, things go to die. <laughs> like, yeah, the actual threat of like turtles killing you, alligators killing mm-hmm. you, bugs killing you. All real, all oh, live. Fucking it's Australian be- drivers, boys. Oh, like they're doing this on live city streets, right? Like eight lanes of claws. They put up a bunch of cameras. They're like, all right, herk, make it across. Like <laughs> As soon as they make it across, it's release the alligators. <laughs> and you just see crocodiles coming from every which way. Like, I really want them to hire stunt drivers that get really close. So you're like, Whoa! you know, like, and they just miss. You know oh, what I, I mean? I'm sure they would be in cars with, like, padding. So, like, they can hit you, but it won't be that bad. <laughs> I think no matter what, getting hit by a like, car. Yeah. No, no, no. They're not going well, 60 miles an hour. They're going, like, I think even know. at 20 miles an hour, if you get hit by even a padding. Even with padding, car, that's still going to cause that's some internal bleed. Well, that's right. why you've got that's why you've got liability waivers. You know what, Nick, Nick, let's next weekend. I'm coming down. We'll pad up my car. <laughs> we'll pad up each other. Remember that guy with the bear suit? You guys did you ever see videos of that guy? Brick, yes. you know who I'm talking about? This guy made us a, a bear proof suit and the way that he proved yep. it was he tied a mattress to the front of his pickup and his brother hit him to it like 45. <laughs> <laughs> Totally fine. Totally fine. They would attach fucking huge tree trunk logs to the fucking pulley systems and just swing them down right into this guy's sternum and he would get up no problem. And everyone was like, well, Yeah, it's the bear the suit. He's like, <laughs> he's like, He's like, Yeah, man, it's a bear proof suit. And the one question was like, when the fuck would you ever be wearing this, like, out in the wilderness to keep yourself from being attacked by a bear? You always got to be prepared. Unless if you're, you're going to s- be in the woods, just have a suit on. Bear. Like, you're, like, you're hunting, you're, like, in a fucking tree stand wearing your bear suit. Well, the only yeah, practical... I mean, like a suit of armor will protect you from a bear. Probably. The only practical application I see for that is if you literally put it on on a Sunday afternoon and you say, hey, honey, I'm going to go fuck with the bears for a bit. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> 
okay? That's the only application. I'm going to I'm, I'm go start a forest fire, and I anticipate that Smokey the Bear is going to have a problem with that. <laughs> I'm not taking any of his shit anymore. We're done with it. We're done with Smokey. I'm tired of his face. Smokey <laughs> dies today. Oh, that's the next BVS. It's like Bear Suit Man versus Smokey. So, actually, so... The series is going to consist of 12 obstacle courses. I don't know how many levels were in the game, so I don't know if that corresponds. Uh, no one has ever beaten the game, so no <laughs> one actually knows how many levels there Frogger are. Frogger beats it. Frogger is the original Dark Souls, I heard, actually. So, uh, Or crossings or seeing contestants dodging traffic, leaping over snapping gators and hopping over hungry hippos to conquer the course and win a cash prize. I, Danny, I pray to God. That this is gonna be like fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin Skull Crusher. Like, that. do you? It's gonna be like Broken Skull Challenge. Yeah. yeah okay. So, um, uh, do you two on the bottom? Do you got? Have you guys ever heard of uh Broken Skull Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge? We used to go to Danny's house just to watch new episodes weekly. It was they'd get all these what strong. Channel? What channel is this uh, on? CMT. CMT. Oh, okay. So they would get all these strong people, like athletes, bodybuilders, everything, right? And they put them in these ridiculously hard fucking uh what is it called? Obstacle courses, like obstacle courses or challenges. Mm -hmm. There was one time where they had two people just fighting in a puddle, and right before it cuts <laughs> out to go to commercial, you hear a drop of Stone Cold being like, "Oh, he looks hungry and a hog at feeding time, like shit, like that." <laughs> and they would just drop little, like you would just say, "Like holy hell!" Yeah. All the time. Like, get in there and stuff like that. However, I'll never forget this one contestant, right, makes it all the way through, and he gets to the, to the very last course, and it's like 14 obstacles, like not it's easy impossible. at all, impossible to do. He fucking completes it, but since he didn't complete it in the time that the last contestant competed it, they're like, hey, sorry, you competed it, so you did really well, but you don't go home with the cash prize. And this guy was like, what the fuck? He's like, yep, so that's it. And I remember, who were we with, Danny? And we were just silent, and you hear somebody go, what? Are you fucking kidding me? This guy busted his ass, went up a 100-yard incline, rang a bell, ran back down. Keep in mind, the 100-yard incline is after he did all this other upper body and lower body shit. And then after that, had to climb a 20-foot rope to yeah. ring another bell and then drop down. I think he missed it by maybe 15 seconds or something couldn't, like that. It couldn't that. have been any closer. And they looked him dead in the eye <laughs> and said, you didn't said, do it on Fuck time. you. <laughs> it's pretty much instead, what And Instead, your prize was you got to go back to the motel where Stone Cold <laughs> was staying and watch him finish a 30 of PBR by himself. <laughs> and the, you know what? Now, now that I talk about this, it sounds like a good idea, and they gotta get Stone Cold to fucking host this. Danny, do you Absolutely. remember the way he used to introduce the obstacle courses? He's like, he's like, first you gotta dip in this cold water and jump all the way through this fire. Then you gotta swim across this lake and file my tax returns and sign my divorce <laughs> papers. And then once that's done, I need you to help me hug my children because they haven't seen me in a year. Like, then I need you to find my alimony checks and mail them to my ex-wife. Thanks. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin's skull. What is it? Broken Skull Challenge. Broken Skull Challenge. <laughs> and after you do that, you gotta climb this rope. 
in 10 minutes. And at the top of this rope, you have to grab this pen and get my fingerprint. <laughs> it was so great. So I hope Frogger is something like that. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're hoping <laughs> you know for. Who right. host is? Uh, no, I think it's all in pre-pro right now. I don't think right that's now. been confirmed yet. Yeah. The Rock is host everything. That would be great, actually. Came from I mean, and Peacock could definitely afford The Rock. No, yeah, I want absolutely. Kevin Hart hosting this. Okay. The Rock's I got his own show him. on Peacock, I thought. Or is that Does CBS? He really? Does he? Oh, oh so he's in the family, so I wouldn't be surprised if they might be able to I, get him. I just want to hear him, like, shouting as people Wait, get, like, guys, railed by cars. <laughs> since since Pat brought this up, have you guys heard about The Rock? The Rock's new show? Yeah, apparently it's really good. It's it's called, sorry for the tangent, but it's called Young Rock, and it's him running for oh. president in the future, telling stories about his childhood. Yeah. So there's, like, actors playing him as, like, a little boy and a teenager, and, like, who came up with the concept for this show? He did. The Rock. The Rock. The Rock, probably. <laughs> the Rock. And then everyone around him was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, I heard, and I heard it, I heard it got pretty good reviews, so. Chart. Yeah. For Fast and Furious, and he said, "Me." <laughs> well, what was the other um, money, please? What was the other movie? I mean, I'm sorry. There was another show that The Rock did where they built a whole fucking coliseum for him, and like it's like one of the craziest challenge shows now. It's like where they take the malice, they have to break the cement balls, or they have to like do crazy. It's like Ninja Warrior, but from The Rock. Oh God! Let's say, is it is it a reboot is it just of American Rock Coliseum? No, American no, Gladiator? it's something, dude. It's not American Gladiator. Uh, oh, Titan Games. Yeah, there we go. That's Titan it. Games. Titan Games. Right. That is so big. Like that got so huge. People love that shit. You know what, John Chang Soon? I bet he watches that show. <laughs> Can I ask why? <laughs> Uh, he's an American Ninja Warrior fan, so I bet he's watching this. Yo, movie. if you watch G four, if you watch G four in the early two thousands, you're an American Ninja Warrior fan. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel if you were in our demographic, if you are watching this show right now, you were an American Ninja Warrior fan. And speaking, it's a good show. And, spe <laughs> and speaking of the early two thousands, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have gotten confirmation that uh, I think it's Nickelodeon is launching a specific nothing but uh, Avatar content, Avatar The Last Airbender, like, studio, pretty much. So, so uh, I mean, look, I thought the movie was okay. I'm, I'm not big on M. Night Shyamalan. I didn't think it deserved all this, you know? Like, I didn't know that that was going to come how, out of this. How dare you yeah. mention the movie? Yeah, I've heard the that. The live action I have, movie I have, in the presence of this. How dare you? I've heard that fans of that movie. I mean, I've heard that fans of The Last Airbender do not appreciate that movie. They don't accept its existence. I know people who walked out of the movie theater about when they got to the end of Act One, and they were just like, done. I'm not even finishing the rest of this. I think I only made it 10 minutes into the movie, the live action movie. I've never seen it. But so. any, <laughs> it's it's terrible. It's so bad. Yeah, I imagine. But either or, this is super exciting for Avatar fans mm -hmm. like myself, especially with Michael DiMartino and Brian Konetsko, who I never learned. Oh, I thought it was Brian Gumble. Brian Gumble, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But no, but, tell me about it. I mean, you guys know me. I'm not super into anime, and I'm not like really big. It's not even anime. Is it? 
I don't know it's though. A cartoon, it's a cartoon. You watch it's cartoons. Cartoon. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, call it but anime. I, I don't know. I just can't get into it. I watched it as a kid, and I watched it for a little bit. But uh, what's what's the uh, what's Caillou's real name there? What's his? I just I didn't like Aang. him. Ang. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you made that joke like three times this week. Yeah, okay? and it still works. <laughs> we still did work. appreciate it. He's like those two watchers. They're gonna love it. <laughs> 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 but no it's it's just it's not only was it great for kids but also i didn't actually watch it for the first time until i was in college and i remember thinking like i missed out on something amazing when i was a younger kid it is so good the storytelling is amazing throughout the entire series there's maybe throughout the whole series there's one bad episode the which, great which divide one? the great divide in which season one that? It's the one where oh, there's the oh, big oh, yep, yep. divide, and it's pretty great. And yeah. um, the great divide with a big you know the one where it's, there's a split. Yeah, that one. That, mm-hmm. That's literally it. There's a big split, and everyone unanimously agrees. Even the creators agree that we didn't know what we were doing there. That's a bad episode. But when Netflix announced that they were doing the uh, live action series, and they had the original showrunners assigned to it. Huge news. Everyone was super excited. They were like, finally, the live action series that we always wanted out of Avatar. Then, as many of us know, the showrunners had some creative differences and they walked with Netflix and they walked away from it. Isn't that always the case, though? Creative differences. Yeah, what is it really though? A little huh? bit deeper than you know, that. A little who stole bit whose bike? Differences. Who touched somebody's pen? You know what I'm saying? Like, someone, yeah, no, it was someone drank out of someone's coffee mug. Yeah, pretty much. But, but now that the, those two guys, Michael and Brian, are going to be heading up the studios, that is super exciting. Especially that it's going to be on Paramount Plus. There may actually be an opportunity for them to make spinoff series that are maybe like. TV 14 that are in that world, but it gets like maybe a little bit more violent. So that is something super exciting to work with their, you know, aging audience. How come he just doesn't make the air come out from inside of them and they explode? Now that would be fucking sick. He's not, the air is all here. Yeah, but the air's Mm -hmm. in your lungs, right? And that is actually something that they do in Legend of Korra. They yeah. suffocate somebody by taking the air out of their lungs. Oh shit! And, and the cool thing with the with the water benders is they do blood bending. Mm-hmm. So Yo. they do some like janky stuff with that. Yeah, so but there's it, a lot cool. of opportunities to work with you know the aging audience, which are people that are you know our age in their late twenties, early thirties. Which is it's, a really cool thing with it. Like from Legend of Korra was like Avatar, like yeah, the last Airbender, the first one was really great and I felt it was aimed at like it was like Y7 you know it was aimed at like a younger audience <laughs> nice. like obviously throughout like the couple seasons they garnered like a lot of lot of attention because the storytelling was so rich the character development was great and then like a couple years later they give Legend of Korra which was you know in the future <laughs> things had happened it's a more mature kind of look at things and they actually take a look at like more in depth you know themes and it just like they made it so 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 much deeper Mm-hmm. And I'm really like, excited to see how they're going to do that. Like when it was originally airing on Nickelodeon, Legend of Korra, that is, uh, at the end of the first season, there is a murder-suicide that happens in the show. <laughs> Holy and that's shit. when the Nickelodeon executives were like, if we're doing season two, this is going to air online, and that's that. Yeah. Like they just pulled, they immediately just told them, like, this is no longer airing on Nickelodeon. We can't do this. 
And then they ended up because they were on, they then started tackling things like depression and PTSD, as well as, you know, sexuality, where in yeah. Legend of Korra, it ends up, spoiler alert, uh, at the end, she realizes that she's gay and she's a lesbian and she has a partner. And it's something that it really, really tackles Why social they put boundaries. This in the fucking trailer, I would have watched Murder Suicides. That would have been cool. Well, yeah, yeah the, the big problem with Cora was there's like so much studio interference that it's like yeah. as many as there were uh, like cool themes and concepts that they did play with, Nickelodeon really hamstrung the series by like the way they divvied up the seasons. So they had a like, nice complete ending after season one. Then two and three were trying to create a whole new storyline. And then four was kind of, you know, in jeopardy. So I really think that this new studio is kind of giving them a second chance to really say, hey, we have this world, we really care about it, and we can actually flesh it out rather than just being at the mercy of a Nickelodeon t studio. Exactly. I think, what's good, I think what's really good about it, too, is that with things getting like pre-cleared for multiple seasons much more mm -hmm. frequently now, especially this kind of content, they don't have to worry about the, are we going to be, you know, it's not, it's not that mainstream television, not that you know, 8 p.m. on a Thursday slot where it's like, are we going to be here next year? Or 8 p.m. So on a Sunday. Weird. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they don't, they don't have to wrap. No. Yeah, they don't have to wrap every season in like a nice little bow. If they know they're going to have three seasons like they did with Avatar, then they can tell an amazing story arc. Like Avatar season two did not end on a happy note. It was very much like The Empire Strikes Back where it ends, yep. you know, on kind of like a holy shit, what is actually going to happen at the end here? But it's, I think this gives Avatar a new life. It gives it a new chance because already there's doubts about the Netflix live action series. There's a lot. I mean, there's, we won't get into it completely, but there's age changes. There's character changes that just seem completely unnecessary. And so I think this is a great opportunity to keep an incredible world going as, in, as much as possible. Hey. Well, that's something that like we haven't really gotten to touch on. Uh, like we've, we've just kind of been like fanning out about it. But um, the one thing that I, I think is really rich about the Avatar world is how much room it has to grow. Not only like looking backwards at all the previous avatars and, you know, the history of the of the, the you know, the world of Avatar. But uh, at the end of Korra, it ends with, you know, with our lead characters going into the spirit world. And that was something that always fascinated me, like. What I want to see some adventures in, in this weird otherworldly spirit realm. And like, I'd love to see a whole series just about, you know, like Korra and Asami yeah. exploring the, that realm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. They did do a really good job. What I did like about Legend of Korra a lot is when shows do that very similar thing to like, I don't know if any of you all watched Adventure Time or anything like that, but where it's like they only give you such a little bit of the world. And they let you know that, like, you're just peeking the door open mm -hmm. and that there's a ton over there. And it's just pure speculation as to what you want to do. And, like, you figure out little bits as you go on. They never give you all of it. And it's just it literally wants you to make just, like, I want more and more and more and more content mm -hmm. and more lore. Like, you just are dying for it with that kind of storytelling. Exactly. Like, they give you the rules of what the spirit world is like and the laws that you have to follow in the spirit world. But they just you don't see too much of it. Like, how is Uncle Iroh just living in the spirit world? They don't really explain that. He's just some old guy who loves making tea in the spirit world. But it's he like, was, he was definitely here? super connected to the universe, though. And like that's, that, yeah. yeah. That was like a Buddhism kind of thing where he has, like, you know, reached enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Let go of his earthly tether. And on that so, note, talking about dead people, 
We're moving on here, gents. To uh, Rush Limbaugh. We have, oh, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> this is a tribute podcast. <laughs> Rush, we salute you. No, let's... Oh, oh, God. Please take that back. <laughs> Rush, we don't salute you. Either way. Um... <laughs> Cracked yourself up, didn't you? No, just fucking Nick. Was the... Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> so, uh, tonight we have a trailer revealed. Guys, are uh, are you excited for what it is? Now, two of us have already seen it because that's how we do. And uh yeah, the the other two of you guys haven't heard anything about this, right? No, no nothing. nothing. All right. Who else has seen it? You and me. I haven't seen it. What? I thought you said you, you said it. you did watch it. No, no. I said I assumed that Pat would already watch it as he does with every trailer. And then I oh, have Oh, was that Avatar it. 1? Look, it's Nick. It's Nick. Me in college. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I have not seen this trailer. All right. All right, then we got three pairs of fresh eyes. I thought you were going to say we had three fresh eyes. I was like, do you know how to do math? (laughs) Just three. Just the eye. Give me one second, boys. Let me just, I'm going to, okay, hold on. Here it goes. All right, you got it. You see it? Oh, he did it. He's doing it. Do you see it? Do you guys see it? Fine. All right. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> I didn't notice the guy in the wheelchair before. So thoughts, Damn. thoughts. So what's it about? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm excited for the movie, but I, I didn't really like that trailer. I'll tell you what, I don't think, I don't think uh, this trailer obviously like, like it's just a teaser trailer. So I don't think it's really like supposed to be big in your face. You know what I mean? This is just kind of like planting the seeds, so uh, so mm. to speak. But I will say this. There's obviously a bunch of press that comes out with these things afterwards. And interesting enough, uh, I learned that Dave Batista actually can't read because he said that he read the script and he immediately signed on to do this and he turned down making a part in James Gunn's Suicide Squad to make this. I don't think that's going to oh, be a good move. No. <laughs> well, Why would you do that? Think about if you're Dave Bautista, do you want it seems like he's the lead in this show or uh, sorry, in this movie. Fair. Would you really want to if you want to be the lead, would you sign on for something like Suicide Squad where you're going to be just part of an ensemble? Or do you want to try and really plant your roots as a real leading man? That's that's a good point. But I feel like I mean, like you look at him in Drax, 
you know, from Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody remembers Drax because he stands out so much compared to the rest yeah. of them. You mean yeah. in a Marvel movie where they know how to make movies? Right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But that's also a James Gunn movie, though, Nick. You know what I mean? The Guardians of the Galaxy are James Gunn films. And yeah. And granted, Marvel has this does this thing where they take young directors or directors with no like film cred and they say, Hey, you can direct our, this movie, but we're going to micromanage every step of the way that guardians of the galaxy was one of those movies when they were still hiring like a tier directors such as James Gunn and we're letting them just do what they wanted to do within like the rules they had to play by. You know what I mean? Like James Gunn was supposed to usher in the whole cosmic side of the MCU and Regardless of whether you think he did that or not, that is of his creation of Guardians of the Galaxy. That is of his previs, his storyboard, his script, everything. And Suicide Squad's going to be that as well. You know what I mean? So there must have been something compelling. Uh, I don't think like it was... Like money. <laughs> yeah. yeah I th- this, I is, this is Netflix we're talking about. They just throw money at anybody. I think the shitty thing about that trailer was I didn't even know he was in it until... Pat, like when, when you went back to like the YouTube search and then he was the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Now, I, I was I, I, mean, I was like, okay, there's a jacked dude who looks like it's Gears of War running through yep, like you know yep, like casino. Yep. And I was like, oh, Bro, I guess that's he campaigns. He campaigns for that role. There's yeah. his, I was about to say that's his role. That's the role that he was born to play. My God. Gears he, of War guy. He, his name I don't know. Marcus Phoenix. He campaigns. For that role, and obviously Microsoft's like, we're not making a fucking Gears of War movie. Get out of here. Um, Stop it, Dave. Get out out of my office again. that being said, Microsoft extended their hand, and he is a DLC skin for Gears 5. Like, I have him, and he is fully voiced by Dave Bautista, you know? Cool. Has his own, you know... Actually, they're like, hey, you can't play Marcus, but how about we make you his friend? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, so a lot of people seem to think that this is a sequel to Zack Snyder's uh, first breakout film, which was, have you guys seen uh, Dawn of the Dead? Came out. Yeah. That was like one of the first horror movies I saw in theaters, and it's pretty good. I like it. I mean, it's not great, but it was a lot better than people were expecting for a remake of a shitty, well... I guess it depends on your taste at that point if it's a good sequel or not. But either way, this is not a sequel to that. This just happens to have the same title. I don't really, or like the same nomenclature, if you will. Was it was was this based on a video game? Wasn't there a video game like this or something set in Vegas? I, I could are be completely. Think, are you thinking of Dead Rising? It's like yeah, that's sorry, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dead initially Rising. what I thought about because like mm-hmm. Dead Rising, Dead scenes. Rising's in the mall. Yeah, but that's what oh, okay, I it. saw all of these. Vegas small. Fallout, Fallout New shit. Vegas was a, a whole a whole game. How about um, zombies? Yeah, yeah. My next question would be, um, did anybody get the Left for Dead vibe at all? Kind of with like the you know the the group of people that are out there just sort of trying to work together. You got your tank. You probably got then like the medic and then yeah. the tech guy yeah. and then. The one. I'm getting too old for this shit guy. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit yeah. guy. So the guy who's going to die, pretty much, he's going to save yeah. yourself. Now, I don't understand what's going on here. Why are they trying to, you know, steal a whole bunch of money when, like, it clearly looks like there's quite a lot of zombies? You know what I mean? Like, how do you, is the rest of the world fine? Does money still matter in this world? You know what I mean? Right. And, like, it's if, just if you Vegas. have, if you have just... that many zombies. 
I, I always feel, I don't know, in every zombie movie, there's almost always some kind of zombie Elvis. Like, is that just an inside joke thing now with like, the zombie movie community? <laughs> I think that's point. required in every, when they sign the contract to make the movie, it's just, and then clause 38B, there must be Elvis in there somewhere. Actually, They're like, yes, the Elvis clause, to, we know. It goes Why back not? to Elvis' will when he died. It, it stated that any zombie movies needed to include He him. was like, hey, uh, baby, put me in all. his honor. Hey, you baby, you're going to have to put me in those zombie movies if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know why but else. Yeah, I mean, at the end, like, I'll watch this. I'm not looking forward to it. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is going to be one of those that, like, I'm going to be scrolling through Netflix and I'm like, all right, the Dave Bautista zombie movie's out. We'll get to it next now, week. Uh, and then I'll watch it three months later. Not that we have to really get into it, but this movie also had extensive reshoots to replace oh, no. uh, Chris D'Elia with Tig Notaro after his scandal. <laughs> I read a quote on it, and Zack Snyder just said, in this day and age, it felt like the uh, you know the good thing to do, the obligation to do, to take him out. But at the same time, he's having a resurgence like right now at the, at the time this movie's coming out. You know what I mean? At the same time. Hey, yeah. He's Chris having a resurgence? Get, just or, let him get or, torn apart by zombies, and then... I don't actually, think... Actually... You know what? Not a bad idea. Chris D'Elia has they, they paid, paid his price to society. He got torn apart by zombies. Okay. You, you can make it a group of like female zombies. You know, it, it's a whole. Yeah. You know. Mike, it's a whole thing. We, we got to get in touch with Hollywood. I can, give me the phone. <laughs> get Mr. Hollywood on the line. John Hollywood. But yeah, I mean, Chris like, John Hollywood here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but were you gonna say, it's, Danny? Yeah, they, I, they did. That. I was just gonna say they, they did the right thing. There's no point in now thinking back, like, oh, there's a research. It research. He apologized or yeah. explained his case. I mean, at this point, it's it's done. He's out of the movie. Let's just move forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I, obviously, I was not advocating for them to like put him no. back in or anything. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the timing is weird. You know what I mean? Like, the timing is yeah. just odd. You know? Maybe that's the way Chris D'Elia wanted it. Well, like Chris D'Elia knew what he was doing. Was he grooming well. it? <laughs> was he wanting it, Burke? Was, was he grooming the role, too? Or? Oh, man. This is all right. We're going into dangerous territory now. <laughs> Dude, all next right. topic. Next, next topic. topic. <laughs> next topic. I, I enjoyed the, uh, the 2004 Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. I, I thought it was good. And uh, especially that opening sequence. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, with the little girl? Yeah, and like the, just the, your main character discovering the world. It had like elements of like Rick Grimes in uh, Walking Dead. Uh, and in spite of what I said about Zack Snyder earlier in the show, I thought that was some really good like visual storytelling, you know, show not tell. Um, yeah, so I'll give you that, Zack. I like when they use the cover of Down with the Sickness and that guy from Modern Family is boning that blonde chick with his boat. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Ty Burrell as a douchebag. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Why did he have the keys? Why did he have the keys to his boat on him, like during the zombie apocalypse? You don't to get down. <laughs> you don't have your boat keys. And they recorded it too. I don't know. Either way. Uh. So next up, Sony State of Play, everyone. Um. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, no, it sucked. We did not like it. They Summit can just right back up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh so 
obviously, you know, before we get in to the, you know, the big elephant in the room, I just want to say that I went into this Sony state of play maybe with way too, like, exceedingly high expectations. Then again, though, Sony's been having a couple banner years as far as announcements and the hardware and the launch of the PS5 and everything. So why would I not have those crazy-ass high expectations? Uh, I don't know how you guys felt about it going into it, but I was just not pleased. So I think what we're going to do is we're just going to go through the things that were announced and we'll, you know, give our little thoughts on those. And then we'll talk about the things that weren't fucking announced and how disappointed we are that they weren't announced. Not just disappointed, angry. Okay. Angry. I'm seething. I mean, I'm seething. I, I think after all of the Nintendo directs and how we're like that set the, the, the precedent for how I'm looking at like, you know, anything essentially coming out and like, you know, these things are coming up. I just don't, oh. there's no expectations anymore. Oh. Like you're, you're up here. I'm down here. The, the, like, the Nintendo Directs have I'm, been pretty disappointing. They've been horrible, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Burke. I literally just went, I went in with zero expectations as I started reading about then what was announced. And even with my zero expectations, I was still disappointed. Like, I was expecting nothing. And I was still completely disappointed with the still nothing that they really announced. So, Nick, you watched mm -hmm. it as well, right? I did, and I also had no expectations. I, you know, I hadn't even thought about it until we brought it up for this show. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I really don't feel one way or another after watching it. I'm like, okay, I still have no, I don't care about any of this content that I just watched. Yeah. So I pulled, I sent you guys the the article that's in the. Um... Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. if you pull that up, we'll just go through that list. So first off. Uh, one of the things that got announced was Crash 4. It's about time. Got a 4K 60 FPS upgrade, faster loading times, reactive triggers, heptic feet. Yeah, okay, so it's Crash 4 for PS5. A port, okay? Something nobody asked for. Uh, the next thing, Returnal. This game actually looked pretty good. I this do, looks cool. I do. This looks like they, they just they took the concept of Prometheus and made it an action game. So this this actually like I was watching this and I was like this like you know should have been their like lead like you know this should have been what they hung this, their hat this on was the this. first this was mm -hmm. the first one up I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. like so yeah. they, they, they uh, well, after crash, crash was, yeah after oh, crash, crash okay but it looks incredible like I'm a huge fan as you guys know of like roguelike games and roguelike mechanics the fact where you know you play the game it's really hard you die and but you get started over and there are elements that you continue to bring forward life after life. Like, you die, and then it unveils a little bit more of the story. Um, mm -hmm. They've been a super, super popular thing with a bunch of indie games, and I'm really excited to see, like, major studios adapting that platforming now. Yeah, I was going to say. I think it was cool what they were saying about the mechanic where, like, when you die, you come back, the map has changed, the enemies are in different positions. I'm like, okay, that's cool that, you know, like, you can't really I mean, just, like, yeah, oh, well, now I know this guy's got this path. Yeah, like, it's, it's called procedural generation, and... Like, like I mentioned, literally indie games have been doing it forever, and it's a lot easier on an indie game when yeah, you're doing, like, and, you know, But that's also my other down, problem, but... is that, like, it's been done. You know what I mean? Like, this is... We're talking about, you know, the PS5 here. You know what I mean? Blow my fucking head off with, well, <laughs> with Crash, like, Crash something... Crash talked about, like, 3D audio and Yeah, exactly. Expenses. I was but like, that's... my controllers vibrated for 20 years. <laughs> well, like... to, I mean, to be, to be fair... To be fair, the haptic simple. feedback is kind of unreal. Like you could feel the different types of textures as you walk on them in games. Like, and the adaptive triggers are—it's there. I think 
the true next Yo gen chef, nature. I feel like <laughs> the next gen uh, nature is really in the controller as opposed to the um as opposed to the console per se. I mean the visuals are nice a nice update too. So then there's another one. Sad. So there was another one. Saifu is the next one up. Looks like this like uh really kind of like a fresh take on a martial arts game. And then I saw there was a dude with a gun at the end, I think, or a, or no, he had a knife. I'm pretty sure, uh, like I, a like one of those short knives. Yeah, yeah a yeah. dagger, a dagger. You know, somewhere yeah, in between. Yeah. Either way, uh, it looked this one at least looked good, but I'm not I'm not sold on it yet. You know what I mean? The art style it, it looks, looks like cool. one of those old Matrix games, and I really like that the main character ages, and you know, like you can see like a story mm-hmm. developing that looked cool. It just <laughs> well, reminds like, me of Double Dragon. Like that's all I can think of watching this trailer. Double dragon, yeah. what a throwback. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just like it's like you're a, bu- a dude punching a bunch of other dudes. Pretty much. Uh, what do you guys think of Solar Ash? I mean, Burke, you know that's that's not a game for me. So I'll, I'll let y'all talk and then I'll I'll give my uh. The okay. Art style was cool. Yeah, like it looks different, but you know, like I'm just it. Like what the like what the hell is it? I don't I don't get what it is. It's just it looks lame. It looks lame, damn it. Well, Mike, all I really have to say about it. All right, Berg, the floor is yours. Platformers, right? So that's the thing. This is a studio that had done Hyperlight Drifter, which is an indie game. It's an indie studio. That is a massively, like, revered title. It's, like, one of the, like, it's, you know, an indie darling. Um, that to say, I'm not super thrilled about this game. Like, it's a, it's a movement-based game. Where like you know it looks like it looks cool. Don't like, don't get me wrong. It's beautiful looking. Like everything and it looks cool. The art style is kind of ripping off of like No Man's Sky a little bit. I think. Or like um, Journey. Have you lot. seen Journey yeah. before? It looks like Journey. Journey and it's got a lot of breath. I mean, like I think everything like post Breath of the Wild. Take a little of this, a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> so it's, it's, that's the thing. It's like it it looks cool. It doesn't feel fresh, even though for that style and. While it's a movement game, but like with those, you need good combat, and the combat looked lazy. It looked really lazy. It looked, and it was like it's talking about timing. Um, you know, it's like you have to kill certain enemies based on time, and but it's like it's the difficulty with these games, and what's really fun about these kind of games is when it's hard as all hell, and it's due to combat usually. It's not just like pl- the platforming. This looks straightforward. Like you'll master it probably in an hour. So I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it comes down to the story. If it's a good story, if it's really captivating, it'll be a decent game. But other than that, nah, probably won't get yeah, it. Like Fair. indie platformers, if you want to torture me, just put me in a room and make me play games like that. <laughs> like I, you, you can't do anything to sell me on a game like that. God damn, we hate Solar what? Ash. Uh, <laughs> uh, up next, though, I'm actually, you know what? I'll give, I'll give the state of play its due. I am excited for this one. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. It's you know mm-hmm. it takes the same formula as let's say Amnesia, Outlast, and uh, Alien Isolation, and it applies it to the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. It's been a long time since any of those games came out, and I am uh I'm looking forward to it actually. I am actually genuinely looking forward to it. I don't know if it's coming yeah. for PC, but it looks like it's just coming from PS5 and PS4. PS4 and PS5, I mm-hmm. believe. I don't know if it's coming. Okay. I, I like the franchise. I think it's a really, you know, like going back from when it first came out, they, they've been redoing the same concept over and over. But with like the first game, really cool, interesting concept. I'm glad they're bringing it, you know, some new ideas, some new mechanics. I think it's exactly what the franchise needed. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, 
I mean, Ken, Kenna and Bridge of Spirits. Look, I'm just going to say this right uh, now. It's Kena. Is it Kena? I'm just tired of the fucking bow and staff and I'm out in the woods. Like, I'm just done with it. Like, Horizon did oh, it. Not me. Horizon did it. <laughs> I'm just, I fucking, I can't. I can't. Why, Burke? Is this, is this Dude, Russell this your Jimmy's? astonishing. Are you kidding me? It looks like visually better than anything I've seen Pixar or DreamWorks put out in the last, like, you know, ever amount of years. Like, just from the trailer, I was like, Jesus, this looks amazing. Yeah. Um, And it looks like the combat, like, again, I mean, as, as I draw us from everything, I think the combat, like, looking at how they were playing and everything, takes, it reminded me of Dark Souls, not, like, you know, verbatim, but it looks like it had a lot of elements that were similar to that. Which I mean, like you know, every game now Burke, is a, playing a Dark Souls, Souls like, isn't a personality trait. Okay, drop it. <laughs> quit bringing it up. Yeah, quit stop bringing it up. Yeah, that. stop trying to hang your hat on Dark Souls. Okay, we've all played Dark but, Souls. But, but I mean, this, like, like if, this... if you look at some of the combat where you have like large monsters, you have yourself doing a lot of dodging, and then a lot of like reactive play. I would, I would probably <laughs> play this. You know, yeah, I'd very but, likely like, play this. It looks like a Pixar movie. It's got like these little tiny Ewoks. Like it's like what am I playing a children's game? I don't get it. It's just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just bitter. Y'all y'all are gonna it's gonna come out and it's gonna be like the story is gorgeous. I'm I'm with Mike on this one. It looks like it's gonna tell a cool story. It looks visually interesting and the and the combat looks better than anything else we saw in this uh, state of play. So I will say this. I I, I don't. I mean, I don't agree with most of that. But the last part specifically, Nick, I think the combat in the next game coming up looks absolutely sick. Yeah. But I am not sold on it yet because I fucking hated the Dishonored games. I couldn't. What? Yep. I don't know why, Ow. guys. I I tried playing Dishonored one, could not get into it. Picked up Dishonored two. It was like ten dollars. I was like, you know what? Let me try this again. Maybe it's a little bit more fun. I genuinely gave it a go. I played for like four hours. I was like, I just can't fucking do it anymore. I can't find Dude. my objectives. I can't figure out where I have to go. I have it's no linear. ammo all of a sudden. It's so linear. That, it's that was linear. Dis- that, Dis- Dishonored 2? Dishonored 2? That was my problem with Dishonored was it was too linear. Mm-hmm. I wanted more of an open world, and Dishonored 2 opened that up a little bit. I, that's good, what I was going to say. Is that I don't think I I think Dishonored 2 is more like areas. Like it's areas as opposed to like you're on like a linear path to, to your destination. Because it's it's a little bit more open, but it's still pretty linear. Yeah, no. But I, this this game is Dishonored, Call of Duty, and Fallout, and I'm going to play the fuck out of this game. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And Fortnite. like Dishonored 1, I mean, I think I played that one maybe three or four times like all the way through just like different ways like killing everyone not killing anybody but like this game just being sort of like that i am a hundred percent which by the way we're talking about death loop right yeah yes yes yeah i don't think we said the name of the game that we're talking about but i am a hundred percent looking forward to this i I like the time travel i like the time travel mechanic that looks cool yeah i like it you know uh I like this whole thing is like, there's this guy trying to ruin our loop. I was like, oh, the loops intercept, you know, one ticket for loop, please. <laughs> and I love Looper. So, I mean, this, it only makes sense that right, this will be great. Right. I mean, and I love Fruit Loops and like every <laughs> kind of loop. It comes together. It's full circle looping and I'm here for it. I'll have a bowl. This, uh, I'm sorry, Nick, go ahead. I was going to say, this feels like Christopher Nolan, the video game. And it's like, <laughs> the concept is interesting. I love the, uh, the like, James Bond trailer. Yeah. Uh, 
This one, I think, of everything that we saw, this was the thing that I'm most excited for. This at least looked original. Like, it yeah. looks like sort of yeah. an original concept. Yo, you know what I noticed? anything else. This list doesn't have Oddworld on here. That, that or does. Knockout it has, City. It has them in between. Oh, it does? Or knock? Oh, yeah. it does. It does. It does. I see it here. Yeah. It doesn't have Knockout City either, but Knockout City is it, just Fortnite on rollerblades, right? Oh, no. Dodgeball. So, dodgeball. It's yeah. Dodgeball yeah, Fortnite. It, it, it's Fortnite, Overwatch, and Splatoon. Don't, go, don't get me wrong. Like, from seeing it really quick, like, after I, like, my initial thought of it, I was like, oh, this is trash. And I watched the trailer, and I was like, you know, this is going to be a pretty fun game up until it gets toxic as all hell. <laughs> like, when people, like, like, Rust. like, first logs. <laughs> When someone first logs their, like, first hundred hours and then they just, like, start, you know, going into lobbies with brand new players and demolishing them, <laughs> that's it. That's um, it. Like, I'm wondering, I'm curious for Knockout City, what do you think the price point is going to be for that? It's going to be, I, like, $49.99. I, I can't imagine paying that Premium. much for it. I, like, maybe $25.30 I'd pay for that, but I wouldn't pay any more. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, soul though, Burke. Oddworld Soulstorm. Soul that's a U game. That is a fucking U game through and through. I watched that game. I was like, this game was made for Mike Burke. A hundred percent. I actually didn't like the first Oddworld game. I didn't know there was more than more than this one. So enlighten yeah. me. It, it, it had a subtitle. <laughs> yeah. So Oddworld, oh, like sorry. this guy, like he's, you know, he's your, you know, what do you call it? Like your anti-hero or your, or not his, your anti-hero, but like name? your, your happen to His name hero. is absolutely ridiculous. Abe, Abe is his Abe. name. So it's, it's got like a lot of Earthworm Jim vibes. It's got like a lot of that very like kind of like skewed off to the side, but also like you know you need a bunch of your people like Pikmin, and you can do pacifist runs or like full like murder runs. It's a little too busy for me. I think it's cool that they're tying the health system to the heptic feedback with the care with the character's heartbeat. That's an interesting take. I like. And apparently this is the second chapter in a quintology. The other games so far have been named Oddworld, New and Tasty, and a full remake of the first game, Odd Oddworld. Did I call it Oddball? Oddworld Abe's Odyssey is considered the first game in this quintology. So uh, what is he, a Muckton? That's his name? The accidental hero turned leader of a growing revolution? He looks like a jackass. So like, <laughs> I don't trust this guy at all. I mean, it's 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 a very similar. I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't trust him. Tell me, you, you look at that fucking anything, guy like, and you tell me he looks trustworthy. No, I mean, like Od Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. It was it came out for PlayStation originally, so it's it's in that whole era of like it looked like Rayman, it looked like Crash, it was like all of that, you know, side scrolling but three D. Yeah, um, what the PS One could do. Those, yeah, a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of those games like. And like Crash, for an example, is like, I kind of don't want to play new versions of them. I'll play the old one 50 times and I'll, you know, that. But it's like, I don't really need a new Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, no, like, fair enough. I'm, we I'm we literally have a new Crash Bandicoot. Uh, yeah. Moving well, on from there, Bert though. didn't ask for it. Uh, moving on from there, though, we have uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Was it Intergrade? I got the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I played it for four hours, and I haven't touched it since. Really? That's not to say that it's not a great game, because people do legitimately love that game. And honestly, I, I think it's fun, but I just like didn't have the time. I wanted to play something else, and I'll go back to it eventually, especially after the PS5 upgrade. But why the fuck did they spend so much time on this? 
Like, it was almost like five or six minutes of just Final Fantasy. And, like, they felt the need to show, they're like, new textures. And they put them side by side. They're like, higher frame rate. It's like, we fucking know what this is. We're gamers. Like, tell us the good shit. They're putting a new character in there that I am not familiar with their their lore at all. I'm not familiar with Final Fantasy seven Final Fantasy series at all, other than the four or five hours I put in the last game. And um I'm sorry, what was the other th- oh, and that there is DLC coming. It's not the second chapter. Like this game only takes place in one section of the original. So there's gonna be a part two coming out, right? That takes place in the third and then a part three, you know what I mean? So the way this works right now is you, once you upgrade to the PS5 version, then you can buy, I mean, then you can get the new content still going to cost you money though. So like, it's more like an obligation at this point for them to just upgrade the visuals and the performance of it, but they're still going to make you pay for new content. Like you're not getting any of the new content free. I'm just going to say this. I've never played a final fantasy game. But even I know Final Fantasy just needs to stop. It's got to stop. It's got to stop it. No, I, I, can't, agree. I can't explain that anymore. As soon as you start getting into remakes of number seven, get the fuck out of here. You got to <laughs> leave. The door is right there. Well, Come up with so new shit. So apparently, apparently. Like, That's going to be a hot take for Final Fantasy. Yeah, fans. dude, because <laughs> oh, Final yeah. Fantasy dude, seven is like. Me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll take all you on. Numbers. Fuck you and your replaying of number eight. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, like the first one, is like one of the greatest games of all time, like ever. So people wanted a remake. So people wanted a remake, and they actually, you know, took the time to make it something special. And like I said, it's halfway decent, and it's still turn-based combat, yet it's it's like moment-to-moment combat. So it's like you can be fighting and doing damage on people, but you can still like, like you hit... I think you hit like X and you scroll down a list and you pick an ability to use and then you use that ability and you can do that. You immediately switch between all three of your characters like in combat while doing this. Once all of you guys have used your abilities, then the other team does it. And then while still having moment to moment combat. So I appreciate this kind of revolutionary combat system where they made it moment to moment, but turn based at the same time. But other than that, dude, I just don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And you guys want to know why I don't give a fuck? Why, Pat? Because where the fuck was the announcement for God of War Ragnarok, for Last of Us Factions, and for Horizon Zero Dawn 2? Like, what because the fuck? Because how they prefaced this. They were like, one of the most excited, oh, know, talked so, about games. so fucking you mad. You guys ready for it? Final Fantasy VII. Remake. I was so fucking mad. I was so fucking mad. Okay. Here's here's my problem right now. God of War is supposed to come out this year. And the reason why I don't think it's delayed is because the first game took five years to make. It takes two years alone to build the game engine. And then it takes another three to actually, you know, develop the game on that platform. They already have the fucking engine. And you know the sequel started as soon as the first one went into post-production. That's how these things work. I don't know anything about game development past that. I don't claim to. But how the fuck do you put out a trailer in the Q4 of last year with just the symbol, everyone loses their shit, and then you have this one, Q1, 
and you have no marketing material for it at all. How are you supposed to drive this hype train straight? Shove it just right back up your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you supposed to drive this fucking hype train? It's all train? about the tease. It's all about the tease. They're just teasing you. They just they, no, they want you to get mad. You. So then when you finally get the trailer or the teaser, it's like, yes, I finally have it. They're not here to just keep giving you what you want at the, all the time. I just want little no, they're tidbits. They're just going to dangle the carrot be like, you know, didn't get you it. You know how mad I'm going to be when the trailer actually comes out? Yeah, I'm and actually like, going to I'm going to be like, like, you've owed me this. I'm going to be like an entitled little prissy little bitch when the trailer comes out. I'm going to be like, I can't even get excited because this came so goddamn late, okay? And then they're going to tell you it's two years down the line. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember what we said before? Forget about that. And I mean, I have my own my old adage is what great game doesn't get delayed at least four times. You know what I mean? Um it, yeah, like let them let them come up like develop the game however they need to. Not to compare it to Cyberpunk, which Cyberpunk was a whole slew of technical issues, but in terms of this, I would rather it be story related. Like just delay it due to some just make the story as good as possible. Yeah, and to that end, uh we also have Last of Us 2 Factions, which was supposed to come out which is supposed to come out this year. Um the scope of that of that Part, I mean, that was supposed to come out with The Last of Us Part 2. However, the scope of that has grown so much, they said, that it has to be its own release. I don't think it's going to be a full price game. I think it'll be like a $20 or $30 add-on or whatever. That being said, though, like, where's any of the information on that? You know what I mean? They said it was coming in a year after the last one, and it's not... What the fuck? And even then, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West... I'm not really that big of a fan of the first one, but I do uh, I do want to look at the sequel because I feel like if they refine some of the gameplay mechanics, it would be better. Like, Burke, I know you've checked it out a couple times. And, I mean, I think we had this conversation a couple nights ago how, like, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of those games where they have, like, multiple different currencies and, like, you have to build and craft everything with multiple different uh, sets of, I guess you could say, crafting materials. So right. that's the thing I didn't like about it. I didn't like how you had to like ride a robotic dog or just run across the map. There was <laughs> there was no platforming. Like there was you could only do like the uncharted platforming where it was like up a certain specific part of the map, you know what I mean? Or like a, a predetermined path rather. You know, so I didn't like those things about the world traversal, but still I want to see the next what the next one has to offer, you know what I mean? Cuz it it was a cool story and it was like fun in parts, you know? So I, I just think that it was a huge swing and a miss, this whole thing on Sony's part. We got some cool stuff. We got some cool stuff like Deathloop and Five Nights at Freddy's, at least from my angle. And I think Returnal uh, looks promising. But other than that, this was such a disappointment. Like, I can't believe they went with this. It, that's It's like not state of play level things. You know, like you can talk about these things and you can say releases coming out, da 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 And I know, but like, I think that a lot of people and, you know, generally the Internet agreed had like a certain level of expectation. Like if you're coming with a state of play, you're coming with something swinging. And, you know, mm -hmm. they just did. That being said, yeah. though, it was just confirmed this week that E3 is happening this year. E3 didn't happen last year because of the covid. But now it went all digital and it's going to be an all digital event. And Sony Hasn't stopped going. Sony and Microsoft still support E3. Nintendo doesn't go. However, I think Sony skipped last year. Now that I say that out loud, but they didn't have. But they wanted to save everything for PS5. They didn't really 
have anything. So maybe we'll see these trailers at E3. I hope we do, because if we don't, these aren't coming out this year. You know, that's no. that's a safe bet, you know? Yeah, I um, from now on, I'm just going to keep all my expectations low. I'm not going to think about games that I'm excited about until they're here. And I think that's the way to just walk through this video game landscape of just just wait until it's in your hands and in front of your face you know, before you even think about it. I appreciate your optimism, but I will not abide. I will continue to obsess and ride that, that, that train. Not, I'm very, that not I'm very much that's aware. Like, that's yeah. like depression. Yeah, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, I want, I, like, I'll put it like this, you guys. I was so hyped about Spider-Man 3 when I was a kid that I would go to sleep have dreams about seeing the movie and then wake up all pissed off because it didn't happen. Like that's how hard I used to ride the hype train. And then you saw Spider-Man three and thought, damn, I wish I didn't see that. <laughs> I actually I wish that never happened. I mean, like, look, I, I, I believe somebody went out, somebody went out there and he cut out all the terrible shit from that movie and put it out online. And people were like, Hey, this is actually halfway decent now. But, it, was, it was probably toe for grace. <laughs> but even, <laughs> but even then, I, I don't, I don't think that movie is all, I don't think that movie is all awful. Like there's a lot of awful stuff in it, but I don't think it's like all the awful. Well, like, I'm, those, uh, who? those movies like who? The, the, yeah. Emo, oh, Emo Peter. Right. Emo Peter. The me. Emo the Peter, Peter, yeah. Fire. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Those those movies, even though, like, you can, they did not hold up. Like, just watching them when we were that age at that time, it was just magical. Hold on. What the fuck did you just say? Did you just... You don't think... Did you just imply that Spider-Man 2 doesn't hold up? Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, Look at his face, Burke. You, are you saying that that also doesn't hold up, Burke? Burke. You look me in the eyes. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is literally one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. It's incredible. How it's incredible. dare you come on this show? Who let this guy in here? Okay? Rewatch it. Can we mute him? Okay, rewatch it. Rewatch it. Let's like I look have at recently, about a month ago, I rewatched it, it and it was amazing. I will look at it objectively, and it will be great. So I will rewatch it again this week. Come back next week and let you know where I stand. All right, uh, that, it, let, you know what? Know we will wrong. settle this debate you next week. Okay, boys. Oh, I didn't realize I was still sharing that. I didn't realize I was still sharing the entire time. All right, boys. Can you see the clip of the week? Oh no! I don't. I I already don't like this. (laughs) I don't like traffic. All right. Nick mentioned that there was just a guy sitting in traffic in real time. Nick mentioned there there's no volume on this clip, so you know, don't worry. Don't adjust your sets, ladies and gentlemen. Shit ain't Nick, broken. Can you, Nick, can you can you can you do the soundtrack for this? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Oh god. Oh oh no. oh. oh my god, oh, dude. This guy's reflexes. Hey, look at that. Look at that camera dolly slowly moving in. <laughs> oh, what the f- Yo. Oh. That truck saved that man's life. What is going on here? 
got to be black ice. No, 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 no. Is he going to make it? Thread the needle. Yeah, let's thread the needle. Look at this guy. He's not an animal. Yeah, no, you're right, Burke. This has to be black ice. Who pays wow. for all this? Hey, do you have any context for this? Uh, no. Oh, this is, you know what this is? This is, the, uh, this is the audition tape for the new Frogger show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, look at this. Like, Get this guy on the show. Look at that. This, that's the best part. Like, the slip. The slide. Hey, you guys, like check, out, check out over here. Check out right over here. Check this out. Ready? Hubcap. Oh, it's not a hubcap. It's a piece of debris. That's a, yeah, that's some debris. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just like the, the, no, like, oh, the oh, Gotta get out of here. Direction. You can tell by the run he's doing. He's slip. He's not like running full yeah. speed. He's slipping and sliding. And you guys also can tell that this camera is on a vehicle that has not stopped yet. It just yeah. is sliding oh, yeah. forward. Yeah. You see the wiper blades. Yeah. Going. Oh yeah. shit. That no, guy's this guy's MVP. lucky that he didn't hit yeah. anything. Damn. Like oh my, my question God. is like what do your insurance companies do? You know what I mean? Like who pays for this? Who's at fault? Also, think of the paperwork the cops got to go through. <laughs> he just oh he just you see, him, you see him in the other lane just like stop and then keep driving. Now, this man <laughs> went home. Yo. This man went home and yo, hugged his wife and children. Do you realize yeah. what's oh ter God. terrifying about this? Look. He falls and slides. And is yeah. still sliding until he moves out of the way of the car. Wait, does like, he grab something? Does he like drop his phone and grab his phone before he jumps? Well, yeah, bro. Yeah, you need your phone. <laughs> yeah, he does. Look at that. Oh, that's yeah, no, like, it, like <laughs> you're absolutely right, Nick. Like he's running like he's got poop in his pants, but it's just <laughs> ice under his feet. Oh, he may. Have well, let's be pants. clear, Daddy. I, he yeah, probably shit his pants. I this man has shit done. my pants there too. The guy probably shit his pants. That if is, we're honest. See all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I I 100 percent would have. Man, well, yeah, this wow, sucks that, where so was much. This? You're asking a lot of questions that I don't have the answers to. I like I like Nick like just blindly having the clip. <laughs> I didn't even watch this myself. It's gonna be a surprise for everyone. What is this? The uh, I mean, like he this was standing. Man. He's standing. See right here. He's on mm -hmm. the same plane, like right here, right where that car goes over. And then look at this one. Oh, <laughs> that's the best. Like, I, I know, like, he doesn't dodge the car. Technically, if he was on the ground, he would have been fine. But just I love the like left jump. Look, right jump. Yeah. And, oh. and if you interviewed him after this, he would have said he blacked out and has no idea what happened. <laughs> I have Maybe no idea he, what happened. He's what caused this. Maybe he's like <laughs> a black, like, you know, drank he's, himself he's to a He's running blackout. away. He's like, they're coming after me. They know that this is my fault. Sir, can you tell us what <laughs> happened? The ice. Sir, can I you. made the black ice. Can you, uh, can you tell us about your experience? <sighs> I don't know. I, I just remember being out in the middle of the road. I was on the side of the road and I smelled shit. And that's all it was. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Will Ferrell. He dropped, he dropped, he had an ice cube in the shape of the, of the Death Star. <laughs> death he Star. dropped it from an And overpass. that is what we call a callback, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's why this man gets paid the big bucks. 
All right. Well, with that said, we would like to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, and we appreciate it. Uh, once again, my name is Pat Apparano. These are my co-hosts, Dan Kilkenny, Nick Haverstrow, and Mike Burke. We will see you all next week for WandaVision, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you're all caught up. Talking to this guy down here. He knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs a login. Somebody needs a login for Disney Plus. Oh, God damn it. Which direction is it? This way. No. I don't know. I'm there pointing. we go. There we go. I don't know. Yeah, you go down. Don't you go down, Danny. And Nick, you go to the right. <laughs> <my login. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody get uh, Burke a Disney Plus subscription. So, yeah, that's what we'll do. WandaVision, and uh, we'll settle this Spider-Man 2 debate next week. We'll make some time for it. All right? We got a call back. We're going to need a call back. Yeah, we're going to need a call back on this one. All right. Thanks so much. See you tonight. Or see it. What? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>